0: It's time for a story. Today's story is Leany and the Big Idea, Part 2, by William Stair. This is Part 2 of a new series about Leanie, her family, and their very special caravan. If you haven't listened to Part 1 yet, go back and listen to that one first— and then come here for part two. When Leanie woke up, Theo was barking merrily, and she could smell bacon and eggs cooking. She got up and went into the kitchen of the Aquavan. Daddy was standing at the stove, cooking, while Mommy sat at the table with Logan. Mommy was drinking a cup of tea, and Logan was drinking Mommy. Hi, Leanie. Good morning. Did you enjoy sleeping on a boat? Yes, Mommy. But I thought it would rock back and forth. It would have, except the makers built into it the ability to lie as solid as dry land, and that is what it did all night long. Today we'll turn that off and play on the lake. Then tomorrow we'll continue our journey. Who's ready for some breakfast? Asked Daddy, coming over to the table with his frying pan. After breakfast, Mommy went to the display screen and turned off the location stabilizer. Immediately, the aquavan began rocking gently. Ooh, said Lini. I like it. Logan cooed, and Theo looked nervous. He tried to walk, but lurched around so funnily everyone laughed. He plopped down on the floor and looked up as if to say, how could you? Poor Theo said Lenny, plopping down next to him and cuddling. He licked her face. I think it might take Theo a while to get used to this, laughed Daddy. Let's take the old boat for a spin. He got into the driver's seat and turned on the motor. Soon they were skimming over the water, exploring the coastline and looking for animals along the shore. The display screen was showing Daddy how deep the water was, so he didn't get into trouble running into something, They saw a family of deer, a doe and two fawns, drinking water in a secluded spot where there was an easy way to get to the water. However, much of the lake had steep banks with lots of big fir trees. There don't seem to be any beaches around here. I'd love to go for a swim, said Mommy. The underwater map on the display screen disappeared, and the Weezer was back. Once again, your caravan from MAGIC is ready to help. Find a spot you like, shut off the motor, engage location stability, and enjoy your personal swimming platform at the back of the vehicle. He held up his crystal ball as he stared at it for a moment. I think I see the perfect spot. Turn hard to starboard. Uh, turn to the right, pilot. I see it, said Mommy. There's a lovely little cove over here. Daddy turned to starboard, and in a few minutes they were in the cove. Not another person there, and no boats nearby. He turned off the motor, and the location stabilizer turned on. The aquavan became solid as dry land. Theo looked relieved. Let's take a look at that swimming platform. Everyone got out of their seats and headed for the rear of the aquavan, The rear door was supposed to be an emergency exit. But when they opened it, instead of falling into the water, they stepped out onto a spacious area with chairs, a glass bottom so you could look down into the water, and a railing so no one could accidentally fall overboard. There was even a cooler with iced drinks. Wow, I could really get used to this, said Daddy, pulling out a root beer for Lini and a lemon lime for Mommy. Can we go swimming off this? Asked Leanie. Yes, replied Mommy. You will have to wear a float jacket, though. I wonder if there are any. I know we didn't pack any. A foolish question, came a familiar voice from a display screen mounted on the rear wall of the Aquavan. There is a storage locker under that seat with everything you'll need to enjoy the water, even scuba equipment if you know how to use it. Your M A G I C caravan comes complete with every convenience. It's just part of the service. In a few minutes' time, everyone was in the water. There was even a special float device for little Logan, and another so Theo could dog paddle around without sinking. Daddy was the only one who knew how to scuba dive, but for now, he and Mommy only used the snorkel gear, Snorkel gear is a special tube that you breathe through, even though your head is underwater, and goggles so you can see better. Lini was laughing wildly. What's so funny, Lini, asked Mommy. Something is tickling me. (laughs) Mommy put her face in the water. She could see little fish gathered around Lini's toes, nibbling at them. Then she felt them nibbling hers too. What's so funny, asked Daddy, as both Leanie and Mommy laughed wildly and kicked their feet. Then it was Theo's turn. He was still in his float ring, but he started barking wildly and twisting his whole body. Must be catching, said Daddy, only seconds before he too was laughing and wriggling. Only Logan seemed immune, floating quietly in his blow-up seat. After splashing and swimming for a while, everyone was tired. So they climbed or were hoisted out onto the platform, settled onto comfy seats, and Daddy passed around sodas. As they sat, each of them stared at the glass bottom. Various tiny fish swam by, but occasionally something larger, like a trout or a bass, would pause, look up at them, and then dart away. Daddy! Are there any really large fish in this lake? Asked Leany. Hmm, I don't know, he replied. The display screen on the wall came to life, and there was the Weezer. I can answer that, young miss. The white sturgeon is the largest fish in Shasta Lake. An 11 foot long sturgeon was caught and released just last year. Sturgeon are very primitive fish that live a long time and dwell in the depths of the lakes or rivers that are their homes. Would you like to see one? Yes, please, replied Leany. Well then, when you're ready, go inside the caravan, and I'll meet you at the front screen. They got back in the water and splashed around some more until they were hungry for lunch, climbing onto the swim platform. They dried off and then went inside while the swim platform silently folded back into the caravan. After they changed back into their regular clothes, Logan's diaper had been changed. There was a little fish trapped inside it. Everyone had a lunch of tuna sandwiches and chips, and Theo got a treat. They got into their seats. The display screen lit up, and the old man started explaining yet another feature of the amazing caravan. So you see, once the submarine function is activated, you can skim along the bottom of the lake, looking for the giant sturgeon fish and anything else that might be of interest. Are you saying that this thing is a road vehicle, an airplane, a boat, and a submarine, asked Daddy in amazement. So far, replied the Weezer. He winked, the screen went blank. Then the words "activate submarine mode" appeared above the familiar red button. Push the button," yelled Leanie. "No, don't!" yelled Mommy. But too late. Daddy had already pushed it. The screen came to life again. A loud buzzer was going off. The Weezer appeared and yelled, "Dive!" Dive, (laughs) I've always wanted to say that, and he was gone. Mommy let out a shriek as the now submersive van began to sink below the surface of the water. We're sinking, she cried. However, no water got into the submersive van. Instead, the powerful headlights switched on and the craft slid deeper into the water. Eerie lighting came on in the van And Theo, who was not in his cage, jumped up on a seat and started barking frantically at the side window. There was something out there, something pale colored, moving back and forth in the dim light. It was getting closer. Ooh, something exciting is coming this way. It was the Weezer. He had come on the screen and was looking at Theo's window. Meanwhile, Theo's barking got more frantic. Whatever was coming toward the van seemed to disappear as the van sunk ever deeper and began moving forward. But then it was back, bigger and closer than ever. Its ghostly white shape twisted back and forth like some huge snake. Mommy, what is that? Asked Leanie in a frightened voice, pointing at the window. That, my dear, is a very large white sturgeon, the largest freshwater fish in America. It was the Weezer, again. Isn't it beautiful? I estimate it to be about 15 feet long and perhaps 900 pounds. It's probably even older than me, and I'm 72 years old. It looks like a shark, shrilled Mommy. Nonsense. It doesn't even have teeth. Just then, the sturgeon reached the window where Theo was barking, and its tube-like mouth stretched out and attached to the window itself. Aw, a kiss. Either that, or it thinks it can suck up Theo as a tasty doggy treat. Usually, sturgeons eat small prey they can suction up off the bottom of the lake or river where they live. The sturgeon, perhaps disappointed in not being able to get to Theo, who had turned tail and run to his cage for safety, let go of the window and slowly swam away. For a few minutes, the submersive continued to sink. Now the only light was coming from its own headlights, and the dim light inside disappeared. Once a school of smaller fish swam through the beams of light, but mostly there was nothing to see. There is something ahead. May I take controls so we don't have an accident, asked the Weezer. Please, I would be so happy if you would, said Daddy, wiping sweat off his forehead. The steering wheel began to move by itself and began turning to the left. At the same time, the submersive van began to rise in the water. Let me tell you a little about Shasta Lake, Stop me if you already know this, said the Weezer, while he raised one eyebrow as if to say, but don't you dare. Once upon a time, hundreds of years ago, there was no Shasta Lake. Instead, there were several rivers that flowed into this area. The main one was the Sacramento River. There were Indians who lived here, the Wintun people. They lived near the rivers which provided them with food. We are just arriving at one of their major fishing and trading locations along the flooded valley. The old riverbed of the Sacramento River had come into view, a wide underwater valley. The ground sloped upward on one side, and the Weezer steered toward it. Mommy and Daddy could see nothing but the bare ground, hundreds of feet below the surface. But Leanie could see something. I see people over there, she pointed to the barren ground they were approaching. Weezer stopped the van. Mommy and Daddy could see bits of stuff floating in the water and schools of small fish darting about, but certainly no people. There, don't you see them? Daddy shook his head. We don't see anything but the lake bed and a few fish, honey, replied Mommy. No, they're right there, she pointed again. She could see the faint outlines of people gathered at what had once been the bank of the river. This seemed to glow faintly, like the sturgeon had when it was just coming into view. They were pulling on something that stretched down into the long gone river. Then slowly, they pulled a net full of large fish out of the water and onto the bank, More people appeared out of the darkness and removed the fish from the net, which was thrown back into the river. They're catching fish in a big net, Leany cried. Great big ones. Ah, She must be a very sensitive soul, said Weezer. She is seeing a remnant from the long ago history of the Indians who lived in this valley before the arrival of white settlers. Not many people are so sensitive. They are indeed catching salmon, Lini. Salmon were a very important part of their food supply, and also an important trade item with other Indians. I'm going to move us forward to another drowned site. It will be interesting to see how Lini reacts. Then the controls of the submersivan began moving again. The powerful headlights turned away from the wintoon fisherman, and swung toward the opposite banks. Soon things rose out of the gloom, reaching higher than the lights could show. Oh, wow! What are those things? Asked Daddy. Look closer, replied Weezer. They look like houses. Indeed, they are. You're looking at the remains of the town of Kennet once the home of 10,000 people, but now just one of eight towns drowned when Shasta Lake was created. Did the people drown? Asked Leany with a little shake in her voice. Oh no, they were given lots of time to pack up and move out. This used to be a railroad center, and then there were big copper mines here. That was long after the Indians had been chased out by the white settlers. Now it's all gone, and the copper miners have been chased out by the rising water." "Ha!" Ah, said Weezer, "I see the tracks of the Southern Pacific Railroad ahead. If we follow them-" The submersivan veered off to the left, and the long unused train tracks came into view. It followed them until it came to a huge black hole in the underwater hillside. This is a tunnel the trains used to get into the valley. I see a light in there, whispered Leany, who was very nervous about the big dark opening. It's getting bigger. Like before, with the Indians fishing on the riverbank, Mommy and Daddy saw nothing. However, Theo started barking and jumping around. It's getting closer and closer. What is it? said Leany in a louder voice. Let's just get the van off the tracks, said Weezer, and immediately the van moved sideways. At that very moment, a huge ghostly locomotive, the machine that pulls the train, burst out of the tunnel mouth, so close that Leanie could have reached out and touched it, if they hadn't been under hundreds of feet of water. Still, Mommy and Daddy saw nothing, As it went past, a glowing engineer waved at Leany from the engine's cab. Then train car after train car rushed by the van. Some of the cars had spirit people in them, looking out the windows. Others were freight cars. It all looked so real, but it couldn't be. I think our sensitive little girl is seeing another image from the long past, When trains ran through this valley every day, said Weezer, winking at Leany from the display screen. The trains carried passengers and various goods, but also took away the copper that was mined nearby. The subversive van swung around and began rising. We've been down in the Forgotten Lands beneath the waters for quite a while, said Weezer. It's time for me to return control to you, folks, so you can get on with your vacation. Just don't forget I'm here to assist with anything you might need. Bye for now. The screen went blank just as the submersivan broke through the water, to float on the surface of Shasta Lake once again. As Daddy steered the now aquavan toward the shore, and wondered about what she had seen so far below. The water reflected the late afternoon sun. She was quiet for a while. Finally, mommy realized her little chatterbox was not talking and looked back at her. Is something wrong, Leanie? I'm thinking this trip isn't so much fun. The way the van keeps changing is lots of fun. But some of the things we've seen make me sad. Oh Dear, Leanie, What makes you sad? Well, when we were in the big log place last night, all the animal heads on the walls made me sad. They should be running around with their families like us, instead of dad, and stuck high up on the wall. And the picture of the man with the glasses and mustache looked mean. Did he kill all those animals? No, Leanie. But he was a famous hunter. Then when we were down under the lake, and I saw the Indians fishing, you and Daddy didn't see it. It made me sad to hear they were chased away from their homes. Then we saw the sunken town. You and Daddy still didn't see the people, but I could. They're all gone now, too. That's the way of the world, Leanie, said Daddy, who'd been listening. Change keeps happening. Maybe change isn't so good when it hurts things, replied Lini. She looked over at Logan, who was asleep in his car seat. She smiled. Only a few months ago there was no Logan in their family, but now he was here, and she loved him very much. And maybe some changes are very good, she decided. It's time for us to leave Leanie, her mommy and daddy, little Logan, and loud, barking Theo. Oh, but the adventures of the big idea aren't over. The Wheezer and the MAGIC caravan still have more things to show us. But for now, we'll leave the little family, as they float gently across the surface of Shasta Lake. If you had a caravan, a caravan that it appears could go pretty much anywhere and do pretty much anything, where would you want to take it? And what would you like to explore? Sometimes I like to imagine that I can do what Lini did in this story. I like to imagine that I can actually see the people who used to live in the places I am now and the things that they used to do. Sometimes I like to look out the windows of my house and imagine things the way they were 100 years ago, when there would have been fields and fruit trees around my house instead of other houses. And then I like to imagine what it would have been like 200 years ago. Maybe I would see the Duwamish people, and maybe I could see all the way down to Lake Washington and the old Black River. I often wish I had a time machine that would just let me peek at these parts of the past. I wonder what you would see if you could turn time back where you are. Thanks for listening to part two of Leanie and the Big Idea. This story was written by William Stair, and stars my niece, Eileen An and her family. Although I have to say, While some things in this story are true, Leni really does have a little brother named Logan, and she really does have a little dog named Theo. Other things in this story might not be quite so true. I wonder if you can tell the difference. Thanks for listening to Elderberry Tales. We'll be back with another story next week.